Hello and thank you once again for tuning into the Reptile Living Room. I am your host as always, John F. Taylor. And today we are brought to you by Golden Gate Geckos and Marsha McGinnis for the top quality in leopard geckos, African fat tails, uh, all the Australian gecko species. Check her out. She's a wonderful, wonderful breeder. Uh, been doing a lot of years, has a lot of quality geckos. Oh, and she also breeds uh, coleonyx geckos, which is kind of an unknown uh, in the gecko industry. So do give her a tumble, uh, goldengategeckos.com. And uh, as you may or may not know, we attended the Reptile Super Show uh, in Pomona this uh, past weekend here. And we actually got a chance to speak with Dr. Douglas Dix. And not about Euromastics, but actually about chuckwallas. So without further ado or messing around, here's Dr. Douglas Dix talking to us about uh, Chuck Wallace. Okay, so we're here with Dr. Douglas Dix once again of uh, Deerfern Farms talking about uh, Chuck Wallace today. So how did you get into Chuck Wallace in the first place? Chucks are kind of North American's version of a Euromastix. Okay. The care's almost identical. Oh, really? A little colder winter. Oh, okay. So it seemed like a natural fit. Right. Plus, the other thing about chucks is there's so few people working with them. Right. Almost every chuck population in the U.S. now is protected. Uh Uh-huh. So if you want to have them in herpeticulture, it's set them up now or it will never happen. Okay. Now, as far as the, um, like, the care tales, you have a couple other... How many species are you currently working with? In theory, there's only three species, but there's lots of subspecies. Um, oh, okay, that's what it is. Right, so carrot tails, redbacks, granites are all subspecies of the same species. They okay. look totally different. And to the average herb keeper, they consider them as if they were different species. Oh, okay. But they're all sore mouse out of I've got uh, carrot tails, redbacks, I uh, haven't done the granites, probably won't, um, as far as the mainland species. And then Angel Islands, San Esteban Islands, and then the integrate between the two, which is the calico chuck. Oh, okay. All right. Now, what do uh, chucks eat in captivity? Same diet I do for the Euromastics. I'm basically using um, spring mix that I'll mix with 50-50 with some other non-lettuce-type green. Okay. Endive is the main one I use. Bok choy works. Mm -hmm. Collard greens. uh, Napa cabbage leaves work okay. They're not that much into fruit. They don't eat bugs. Um, they love Missouri tortoise pots. Soak Missouri tortoise pots. They love those. Really? And I usually feed that probably is 10% of my diet. Oh, okay. Very cool. So any uh, new and upcoming projects for you as far as uh, any of the animals that you're, reptiles that you're breeding? Chuck-wise, you mean? Right. Well, the Angel Islands I'm starting over with, I just, they're, they're really hard to come by now. Right. So I let mine go a couple years ago because I, that the theory was none of the island species of chucks will breed indoors. Oh. And I'd raised up some Angel Islands, and everyone was telling me, no, you can't do this, it won't work. So I got talked out of them, let them go. But then I got the Integrates, the San Estebans by Angel Islands, okay. and I bred them indoors. indoors. Okay. So the trick is, I think the reason people haven't had any luck is they're not getting them cold enough. Everyone's been getting eggs, the eggs are never fertile. Oh. The males aren't fertile once they really get cold. So I had, we had a, a winter where we lost power for a week and a half. My animals got really cold. Everybody bred, everybody gave me fur lens. So now I'm trying to get Angel Island set up again because now I want to breed them. Right, right. So, but. Uh, it's almost like a happy accident kind oh, of Oh, yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but it's hit or miss getting Angel Islands now. Almost no one has them. They're not real productive anyway. Right. It's an easy one to raise. They tame really well. It's a great lizard. Uh-huh. Not an easy one to breed. Right, right. Now, as far as uh, captive care, um, same heat and all that good stuff as far as... I probably don't go quite as hot, but I come close. Okay. The only thing I do different is they got to be colder in the winter. 
Okay. Otherwise, I, I, oh, one of the difference. I keep my Euromastics on uh, Millet. Okay. Not the Chucks. The, ch- the Chucks I have on either uh, Rabbit Pellets or, actually, that's not true. Um, Timothy Hay Pellets. Timothy Hay Pellets. Oh, Timothy Hay. Okay. Yeah. Works great. Very nice. And uh, as far as maintenance, is uh, relatively simple for... Uh, oh, they're easy. Okay. The only downside with Chucks, um, you're, they all have salt glands. Euromastics and Chucks have salt glands. Right. With a Euromastics, it comes out as a thick syrup. It either drops off or it forms that crystal that falls off. Right. Chucks sneeze. Oh, oh Chucks. boy. <laughs> well, the bad thing is, if you have a glass front and tank, yeah. every week it looks like somebody coated it with salt. Wow. So the, the, the cage is much more work to keep looking nice right. as far as the glass. Right. As far as the ground, the rocks, you don't see it, but boy, it uh-huh. sure goes glass. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I appreciate your time, uh, Dr. Dixon. We'll be looking forward to uh, talking with you in the future on some of the uh, captive care of the Euromastics. Sure, thank you, much. Very good. Okay, so there you have it. That was Dr. Douglas Dix of Deerfern Farms. Please do check him out. He's got a lot of really awesome awesome Euromastic species, as well as, uh, as you heard, the Chuck Wallace uh, that he's been working with for a number of years, and he's trying to get those Angel Islands going again. So it's uh, going to be really interesting to see what he comes up with as far as uh, what he's able to breed and things of that nature. Now, once again, we are brought to you by Golden Gate Geckos and Marsha McGinnis for the finest in captive bred uh, leopards, African fat tails, coleonics, as well as the Australian species. You can find her at goldengategoes.com. And uh, it was a pretty short interview for that one. But uh, on Friday, we are going to be speaking with Andrew Wyatt from the U.S. ARC uh, organization. He's going to talk to us a little bit about what U.S. ARC does, why it's important to the reptile industry, and that kind of thing. So we do look forward to uh, having you take a listen to that as well. And if you haven't yet, do uh, jump over to iTunes and uh, give us some ratings, leave some comments, let people know what you think of the show. It really helps out with us and our ratings and things of that nature. And uh, do always check out the blog. That's uh, reptileapartment.com. And we look forward to seeing you all at the next show. Thanks very much. (laughs) 